Welcome everyone to another episode of Mindset Intentions podcast. Why do I call it Mindset Intentions? That everything that we do in life, there must be an intention. There must have been an intention why we got out of bed this morning. There must be an intention why we do the things that we do. And there also must be an intention behind the things that we don't do. So I am all about looking at the intentions, the reasons, the why of why we do what we do and what then it results to. So these podcasts are just designed to have conversations you know, with uh, various people from all sorts of backgrounds, with various experiences and knowledge. And I mean, I just absolutely love it because I am just learning so, so much from the variety of people that so far I have had the privilege and the honor, you know, to uh, have a conversation with. And this afternoon is no exception because I have uh, someone that you know, with the wonders and the beauties of technology, now you can speak and contact people literally from anywhere on the globe and you'll be sitting right in the comfort of your own home. And this lady that I have with me this afternoon, I have not yet met her, you know, and we actually haven't even had a conversation. However, I reached out to her because she was on speaking on a platform of a friend of mine, uh, Grace Oguda, and twice I have heard this lady and I was like, hmm, I think I need to connect with this lady. I like to connect with people who are trailblazers. I like connecting with people who are doing incredibly amazing things because I'm always trying to learn and trying to see what I can do in my little corner, you know, wherever I may be. So I have this lady on here that I still have not yet met, but I am so grateful that she has graciously accepted my invitation to come and be a speaker on this afternoon. She is all the way in Nigeria. I cannot believe that I'm actually speaking to somebody who is in Nigeria on this podcast right now. (laughs) And I am right here in the United Kingdom. And so I just want to thank you so much, Ife, first of all, for accepting my invitation to come on. I know you are an extremely busy woman because people, I'm just about to read you this lady's bio. And I wonder whether she has 24 hours in her day (laughs) or maybe God has blessed her with extra hours because I have no idea where she finds time to do all these things and now come and sit here and be chatting with me. So I am so grateful. So before I give the floor to Ife, Ife Adeabo is a research, training, and brand communication strategist with over 10 years of coach salting across over 45 organizations. A first-class honors graduate of sociology, presently doing a doctoral candidate and researcher in the University of Ibadan, Nigeria. She works with seasoned experts and entrepreneurs to increase visibility and growth by launching their VIP brand with books, speaking, and coach-salting practice. 
oh, I'm going to ask her to expound on what that coach salting is. See, I'm learning something already today. She works with both national and international organizations in the areas of branding content and communication, research people growth, and culture strategy. She is a partner and director at Bridge Palmer's Solutions, a consulting, research, and training outfit working with clients like booksellers, Ibadan, Redeemers University, University of Ibadan, etc. She is presently faculty member of 7-Eleven Foundation and deputy director of social and welfare Acido Foundation. She's an associate chartered project manager UK, a graduate management leadership and productivity professional, a UNICEF trained peer educator trainer and career speaking mentor. Wow. She is the author of Success Alert, Branding Basics, Unismart and Limitless Living, the creator of video courses like Manifest Your Dreams, Vision Board Experience, and Content Generation for Biz Brands, the pioneer of Mentors Bridge Africa Platform, Limitless Lab, and Outspoken Coaching Program. She is the convener of Birth That Vision Conference for Women, Leaders, and the Emerge Summit for Young Professionals and Social Entrepreneurs. She has been featured in several radio and TV stations and speaks at both national and international conferences. She is married with two wonderful sons. Well, what a mouthful. Oh my gosh, Ife, first of all, welcome to our Mindset Broadcast program this afternoon. Thank you, Buyi. It's such a privilege to be here. I am excited. I'm glad I'm able to make time. Um, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity uh, because um, it's just fantastic and phenomenal, like you said, what technology could make happen. So I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to you. Thank you for having me. And I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful time of impact for both of us and all of your audience and everyone that will be listening to me. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. God bless you. I am just so grateful for you just making the time. Where do you find the time to do all of this stuff and still be a wife and a mother? How old are your boys, if you don't mind me asking? No, I don't mind. My first is six, going to seven, and my second is three, going to four. Well, oh my God. <laughs> where do you find mommy time in these 24 hours? Well, I just... Um, take it one day at a time but I think most importantly is I am understanding the concept of building a flexible career and so I don't have to do it like everybody else is doing it I can pace myself I can prioritize per season so of course what you've read is something of many years put together so it's not like they're all running at the same time and at the same intensity so yes. it's yes. the ability to create my own career and my life and um Depending on the season, I prioritize what I give the attention to. And then, of course, I work with other people to make it happen. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. That is absolutely fantastic and fabulous. And it really just goes right into what I would like for us to discuss this afternoon. Because mm -hmm. the last time that I 
listen to you when you were speaking on uh, Grace's platform. Like I said, you were speaking on confidence. And yeah. I said, mm, this is something that I probably need. I need to build up a little bit of confidence. So I need to hang out with some people who seem to know how it is to build confidence. What is confidence? Why is it necessary? Why is it important? And is it important? You know, all, all these things. And yes, people talk and say, you know, the word confidence. But I think that sometimes we have different understandings or maybe mm -hmm. different interpretations of what confidence is. And so I really liked what you were focusing on, you know, on, on that day, because it was really so all inclusive, I think, mm -hmm. because again, sometimes when we look at the word confidence, some people immediately, they would literally just step away from it because they're like, oh no, I don't have any confidence. So, you know, that's not, that's not going to be for me. And then some people, and I think I would put myself in this category, where I am confident in some things, but in other things, I am not confident. And I'm mm -hmm. now beginning to ask myself, so what's the story? Well, why is it that I, am, I may find confidence in one area and maybe I'm not confident in another area? Or is it okay to be mm -hmm. like that? Does one have to be confident in everything? you know, mm. that, you know, that they're doing. So these are some of the things that I wanted us to share this afternoon. And I remember if I can just throw this in, that obviously the first time that I heard you again on oh, Grace Oguda's platform, you were talking about, um, you know, uh, vision board, you know, mm -hmm. and how to put together a vision board, you know, and things like that. And that was just so incredibly fascinating for me because yes, I had heard of the concept of, you know, building vision boards and things like that, but it was the way you know, that you put a, an amazing slant to it. And I really was quite impressed, you know, with that. So coming to the issue of confidence, what can you tell us this afternoon or what can you share with us about why you look at confidence the way that you look at confidence? And first of all, if you're sharing with us, first of all, how you look at and interpret confidence. Wow. Um Thank you, Vui. Thank you for all the compliments. Okay, so um, for me, I am so passionate about confidence to the point that I have a whole course challenge on it. I'm going to be bringing up the workbook so soon. I've done, a, uh, I think, a five days challenge on it. I think speak and sell confidence. And it's because I know what it means to transition from like ground zero to 150. Mm -hmm. And um, I realized that there's so many lies when it comes to confidence that we believe. There's so many myths that we believe that makes acquiring confidence very difficult. But I also know that on the flip side, you practically cannot achieve success without it. That's the second thing. And the third thing is I am... If you read my bio, you see that I'm a research-based person. So I do not like scratching things at the surface. I do not like doing things and just say, you know what, just, just, just have the two tips and you'll be fine. And then because I tried it over times and I saw that it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So I realized that it's good. We really go deep into, like, I love your podcast, the whys and the hows before we, instead of just glossing over the what. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. For me, looking into confidence over the year is a mixture of my personal experience, um, my research and um, development of a curriculum, 
yes, I have a curriculum. I have a step-by-step blueprint of how you can build confidence. And the third thing is my um, testimony from people that I've used the program with. I've mm-hmm. seen tremendous transformation happen to them. So it's just not about me. It's also about the people I've been able to transform. So some of the few lies is to first of all think that um, confidence or not to know the difference between confidence and, and the difference between confidence and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And that, that really, you know, it kind of slows you down. It kind of makes you, you know, not able to build that confidence from the foundation so if you if you would look at that alone differentiating self-esteem and confidence is a major 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 progress you will make so if i would do that briefly i would say that you know the major difference between self-esteem difference between self-esteem and confidence is that self-esteem is how you see yourself mm-hmm. all right and confidence is how you view what you can do now, notice both ways, it's a feeling, it's a thinking, it's a perception thing, all right? But the thinking, the feeling, and the perception for self-esteem is directed towards who you think you are, your personal traits, you know? Oh, I'm beautiful. I am not beautiful. That is a con- that's going to contribute to your self-esteem. But I can cook. I cannot cook. That perception, that feeling, that thought, all those things put together in relation to what you can or you cannot do. So your perception of your ability to carry out an activity is what contributes to your self-confidence. If you know that, then that takes the next step. It means then that confidence is a skill. It's not a trait. It's not... It's not something that some people bring from heaven. No, it's not something that the extroverted people have a lot of and that the introverted people do not have. Now, your mm-hmm. traits may contribute to your confidence, but that is not the determinants of your confidence. It is a skill. And if we come to a point where we know and agree that it is a skill, then we can move to the third point, which is the fact that it can be learned. Because the skill can be learned. And then takes us to the fourth dimension, which is the fact that it can be compartmentalized because you there's so many skills in this world. And so you may be confident about a million skills. There will still be a million and one skill you do not have confidence in carrying out. So back to what you were saying about, is it okay? Yes, it is very okay to not be confident in all the skills in this world. But I have the secret for you. If you can master the, the, the process of building confidence, because it is a skill, and I have been able to come up with a step-by-step guide to it. If you can master the step-by-step guide and know how to develop the skill, it means that you have actually acquired a skill in itself, which is the act of building confidence. And I realized that if you keep applying that skill over and over again to different areas of your life, it now makes you become a confident person. So you develop a confident personality from your use of the 
skill of the ability to develop and you know gain confidence in other skills. So it is when you get to that position or that point where you have developed a confident personality, then one thing happens, you practically almost approach everything with confidence. Not because at the first run, you know how to carry out that skill confidently, but because you have mastered the art of building confidence for anything you approach. So that is where people now begin to confuse um, a confident person to be somebody that can do everything confidently, not necessarily. A confident person is just someone that has mastered the act by practice, by understanding the process and by practice, the act of approaching things confidently because they know that they have the secret to building confidence in that thing. Why am I so passionate about it? Let me move to the second part of what you asked for. Why am I so passionate about it? I hate, I hate, I, it hurts me. I hate it and it hurts me to see us pull back just because of confidence. I hate to see that the difference between you and someone else is not really in their abilities, just in the confidence in that ability. So you may have an ability, you haven't just grown the confidence to use it and make money or make impact and grow influence with it. It's not like you do not have it. You have it, but you haven't built confidence in it. And that will be the major difference between you and somebody that is very successful. Honestly, I feel strongly that the difference between people that are successful and those that are successful, a large chunk of it is just confidence. It's the ability to know that I can do this confidently and this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to engage it and I'm going to practice it till I'm able to reach that part and then I move on to the next thing. Because for every level of success that you need to get to, you need to build another level of confidence for it. Let me stop there. Wow. <laughs> You didn't even need to stop, girl. You could have just carried on because <laughs> my little fingers are making notes here. I cannot even write fast enough. So it means I'm going to have to listen to this podcast again and put this stuff down on paper because really what you are talking about, these are germs. You know, these are precious. You know, this is precious information. You know, and it's unfortunate because these are things that are literally not taught in schools to our children. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. imagine mm -hmm. if we had been taught these things in school, where we would be today in every area yeah. of our lives, whether at home, as, as wives, as mothers, as aunties, as cousins, as uncles, as business people, as neighbors in every aspect of our lives. And what you said, which is so key, is that really, when you boil things down to their nuts and bolts, the difference between people, those who supposedly do, and those who don't, is a matter of confidence. Because when somebody just decides yep. to say to themselves, you touched on something that really is the heart of the work that I do, what you say to yourself words. Mm. I am so passionate about the words that we use in terms of speaking about ourselves, to ourselves, and for ourselves. Never mind what everybody else says. Mm. I always give, give the example of the fact that I believe that I have got the most beautiful toes, okay, that God ever created. Mm. 
I think my toes are just absolutely <laughs> beautiful. When I get my toes pedicured, oh my God, I just think that my feet are just so absolutely wonderful. Now, somebody else might think mm -hmm. that my toes are ugly. They may not think that my toes are anything mm -hmm. to talk about. But you know what? It doesn't make a difference to me. Because, see, I'm the one who lives mm -hmm. with these toes. I'm the one who is getting to appreciate them. I'm the one who, you know, who, who is using them to be able to walk and take me from point A to point B. So what somebody else says about my tootsies is got absolutely no relevance. And it should not have any relevance to what I say about my own toes because I am building my own self up. Doesn't the scripture talks about we must build ourselves up in our most holy faith? What am I believing in? If I exactly. am not even believing in myself, in, the, in what I have been made, in who I have been made, and especially in the image of who created me, then I have opened myself up to everybody else telling me whether I am confident or not. And you said something which is so key, which I would like for you just to expound on when you, you, know, you were talking about that, mm -hmm. you know, the issue of uh, confidence being a skill and a perception mm -hmm. because I think this is really a fundamental point because when people get it, if we get it, if I get it, that it is a skill and it means I can learn it just like I have learned to read, exactly. just like I learned how to tie my shoes, I can learn exactly. the skill and it then becomes exactly. the deciding factor between success or lack of success in every area of our lives. So can I just ask you just to sort exactly. of like just kind of delve into that, you know, concept of the skill and the perception and why we kind of get things all modeled up. Okay, thank you very much, Vee. Um, yes, confidence is a skill. And um, for it to be a skill, it means that um, there are certain, there is a certain knowledge you need to have, mm -hmm. first of all. But it doesn't stop at knowledge. That is why it is not a knowledge. It has to translate into skill. And that means that we need to be able to distill the knowledge into certain activities that we can start to engage, just exactly like you said. There is a knowledge I need in learning how to tie my shoelace. I need to know how to put it to the right, put it to the left, cross it over, and then turn it this way. And then, of course, I'm going to try the first time. It may not look as much, you know, as beautiful as I wanted it to look like, but then I did it. And then I'm going to have to keep doing it, following the same process I've been taught through knowledge. So I think the first thing that is missing is that we, like you said, it's not in school curriculum. So we do not have a curriculum that gives us the insights into the knowledge that is necessary to lay the foundation of this skill building, which is something the program I have helps with. Now, um, I think I've got like four steps. The first is that you need to understand the number one enemy of um, confidence and this is amazing you know I love teaching <laughs> a lot <laughs> so um, you need to understand the, the, the number one enemy of confidence and the number one enemy of confidence is self-consciousness so you want to get self-confident but you've got someone that is opposing that process it's called self-consciousness and I like to look at it as the story of mm -hmm. David and Goliath so 
that Goliath in front of you, which will stop you, is self-consciousness. Now, self-consciousness, simply put for me, is that thing you're overly conscious and absorbed about that is stopping you from engaging that thing you believe so much you cannot do. So give me an example of something you think you're not confident about, We, um, I'm not confident about my cooking skills. Good. So, cooking skills. You do not think that right. you're a great cook. Good. The enemy of that, because you need to change your perception if you're going to start the journey at all. Now, we have to start from that, your level of thinking. There is something there that is your great enemy, which, which, you're, which, which is really beating you down every time you mm -hmm. think about cooking. And that is what you're self-conscious about mm -hmm. when it comes to cooking. There is something that overwhelms your thought. There is something that you're absorbed in. There is something that just takes you up and just makes you know, you know what? At the end of this process, mm -hmm. I'm not a good cook. So we have to do one thing. So what people think you do with the enemy is that you kill it, right? Mm -hmm. You destroy the enemy. Oh, well, I have something different for you to do. You're going to build confidence. You're going to take that enemy called self-consciousness and you're going to befriend it. Mm -hmm. Then you turn it to your teacher. Wow. So, you know the way they take terrorists and they don't kill them because the more, I mean, I mean, you see how the, how the force will fight to keep a terrorist alive. You're wondering why mm. this guy should die. But they know that this guy has got vital mm. information for them to make progress. Mm. So you do not want to just get your self-consciousness off the way, which many people will ask you to do. Stop thinking that way. Just ditch it. No, I don't want you to ditch it. I want you to scrap it. I want you to capture it. And I want you to make it your friend. And then process it till it even becomes a teacher. So what are you going to do? You're going to trap it and ask yourself, exactly what am I self-conscious about? That's the first thing you have to do with what you're self-conscious about. Trap it. So when it comes to cooking, what exactly is staring you in the face? What is it that you think you, why do you just think you can't cook well? What are you self-conscious about? So, for example, maybe when it comes, to, I'm going to come to your cooking because I like to do that a lot. So that you see that this is actually a transformative process. It's I have exposed myself thing. to the whole world today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It, it's your platform. So, you're the first. You know, you're the first Absolutely. And I believe one of the first ways of defeating a giant yeah. is to first of, first of all expose him, isn't it? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So we have exactly. to expose and trap it. So for example, um, if somebody was thinking, I'm mm -hmm. not a great speaker, that's very good for me because I train people on speaking too. So if you say I'm not a great speaker, I'm not, I can't speak well, I ask you, so why? What, what are you self-conscious about? You see some people are self-conscious about their intonation mm -hmm. or their pronunciation. They feel they can't, they don't come out well. Some feel, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not so beautiful enough. Maybe I'm, I'm short. So people will take what I'm saying seriously because I'm, I'm, I'm short. Um, some feel, oh, I've not got, um, it, it, will, it will shock you, the little things that people are self-conscious about that comes mm -hmm. in the way of their confidence. Some people just feel, I, I, I haven't got good set of teeth, so I, I, I just can't be talking wow. like that, you know. Um, some feel, oh, 
Um, well, what I'm about to speak on is not really something that I'm really good with. So I don't think people will take me seriously. Now, you have to really sit down and go deep and ask yourself, what am I self-conscious about? Sometimes it's also based yeah. on past failures. Sometimes it's based on what you have observed other people do that you can see yourself in them and like, oh my gosh, I'm going to repeat the same pattern. I'm going to repeat the same thing. Sometimes it comes from the fact that you're comparing yourself to someone that's better than you. So you just feel, oh my God, this is what it takes to speak great. I can't do that because I don't have that. So you begin to project that on yourself. And then you feel you can't do that confidently because you don't have what it got because that what that is what it takes mm, to do mm, it confidently. Mm. You have to really, really befriend this thing. And instead of running away and just say, well, you know what? I don't want to talk about it because I'm not confident about it. You know, let's, let's diagnose it. Why are you so conscious? What is taking the space mm. in your mind? So if I ask... Um, when it comes to cooking, what do you think you're so conscious about doing wrong? For me, I, I know exactly the root of where that um, okay. feeling, you know, came from. I mean, it's, it's, it's a long story, but basically I was in, uh, in high school and uh, we used to have uh, cooking classes. You know, we used to have cooking classes and we used to have uh, sewing classes. Well, I learned how to, you know, we were taught how to make this kind of pudding, you know, for example. And the next time I went home, because I was in boarding school, the next time I went home to my parents, I decided to make that pudding, right? Um, because this is something new that I had learned mm -hmm. how to do in school. So I made the pudding. And for me, it was so important that my dad eat this pudding mm. and enjoys it. Now, what happened was he didn't eat it. Not on that day that I had made it. I found, the way I found out that he didn't eat it was because the following week, because I used to do, you know, uh, I was what they call the weekly boarder. So I was going to boarding school during the week and then on the weekends I could go home. So the following week, when I went home, I found the little bowl that I had put the portion that was supposed to be for my dad still in the fridge. That crushed my mm. spirit. And do you know something? My dad doesn't oh, wow. even know. Up to this day, mm. I'm a grown woman today, and my father is actually not even aware. He doesn't even, I never said anything to him. Wow. I did tell my mom, but I told my mom, do not tell him. I, she, he, she may have told him or whatever, but he has never said anything to me, but I never said anything to him. So to me, in my young, my young mind, because I was a, a young teenager then, in my young mind, I felt mm -hmm. that if my own father cannot enjoy something mm. that I have cooked, then nobody on God's green earth is ever going to enjoy anything. And wow. that is where it started from. I can cook, you know, to eat, but do not ask me to cook for people. Do not ask me to hold a dinner. I, I, I would rather take people out to a restaurant. But because in my wow. mind, I just think, this is just not going to come out right. This is just not going to taste right. This is just not. Uh, 
And because I just keep having that image that my dad did not eat that pudding, so nobody else is going to enjoy my cooking. That is where it started from. You know, we, this is why I love helping people <laughs> go through this confidence because you hear stories like this and it just touches your heart. And, um, and the truth is because it's so important and it's, it is having, it still has such mm -hmm. an impression in your heart accept it or not it is holding you back in some other areas of your life so this is a phenomenal story we have been able to bring out what she was self-conscious about and if we had more time we could have gone deeper into this but this is already fantastic because the next thing to do is now to ask yourself why why does this mean so much to me why was it, why did it hit me so much? Why did it really, really hit me so much that mm. dad didn't eat that pudding? I mean, was it because it was so important to me and I needed mm -hmm. validation? I did. I did. So he didn't give you validation and then because he didn't give you validation on this skill, you mm. believe you're not good at it. You know, if we had time, we'll dig more into why. Because we need to keep asking that question till we really, really, like I said, befriend this giant. And to befriend someone, you're going to take them out. You're going to ask them questions. You're going to, you know, just do stuff around till you mm. really get to the nitty gritty. The more you can get to the fiber of what you're self-conscious about, the easier it is for you to now do the next thing. So the next thing, the next step is then let's analyze this self-consciousness that we have mm. discovered and trapped. Is it true or is it a lie? It is a lie. Exactly. First of all, it just didn't eat it. You just didn't even get the chance for mm. him to eat it. And it could have been anything. Maybe he didn't see it. Maybe he was so um, um, tired. Maybe he was engrossed. Mm. Maybe he was distracted. Or did he eat it at all? Did you see him? Did, no. did he eat it no, at he all? Didn't. He didn't. And see, the thing is, he no, could have had it, actually. No, and I'm now that you're saying it, you know, obviously, you know, my, my father gets his food served you know to him so obviously if it wasn't served to him he wouldn't have literally gone into the into you the see. kitchen in the fridge and even if he did and he would see it he wouldn't have known whether exactly. this was for him or not unless it had been put in front of him exactly. oh my gosh <laughs> it, it, yes. it's just a lie so you have to accept the fact that oh my goodness oh, no. i just believed the lie so long oh, and i let God. it <gasps> This is amazing. So when they like, that's when I ask you to throw it away. But, but, there are times when yes. it's yes. a truth. Or there are some level of truths in it. Even though the whole of it is not, is, is not a, the whole of it, it's a lie. But then you can still pick a few things about it. For example, here, I see that you really wanted mm. him to validate. So what you need right now is just someone you respect or that is great with cooking to just validate your cooking right now. Mm. Can I say something right there, though? I've tried that. Okay. 
But you see, in a lot of cases, okay. again, in my mind, I'll be thinking, oh, they're just saying that just to be nice. It is, is a, lie, a, a lie, but still, because I wanted that validation from my dad, <laughs> it's like nobody else is good oh, enough. Is that, is, that, <laughs> is that still alive? Yes, he is. Is your dad still alive? <laughs> Can you please I find a way to call him? He's back in Zimbabwe and I'm here in, in the United Kingdom. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, and, and what makes it even worse <laughs> is that my younger sister, my youngest sister, I've always believed that she is even a better cook than me because of course my father eats everything that my sister cooks. I mean, I haven't even been home, you know, for, for mm -hmm. me to be able, you know, to prepare a meal for him and for him to eat it and really tell me whether he didn't like it or not. So like you're rightfully saying, it is a lie that has just been replaying itself in my mind. And as a result, literally, okay. you know, dictating what I do and what I don't do. Exactly. Dictating how you feel about your cooking. Now, let me take you to the next step. Let's even agree that is the truth. Let us agree that you really need your father's validation. Okay? Let's say that is really what you really need, your mind needs. Let's assume you can't just, um, um, you can't get over, you know, because you feel like mm -hmm. his yes means a lot mm -hmm. to your validation. But the truth is now you cannot get that. Okay, so that's the next thing I teach people. What if what you're self-conscious about is true? I will not ask you to fake like it is not true. That is mm -hmm. not authentic confidence. If it's going to be authentic, you really need to embrace that truth. That you know what, Boye? You need daddy to taste your cooking. And when he gives you a thumbs up, that mm -hmm. is when you really feel like a great cook. It's okay. That is the truth you have in front of you. But do you know that despite that, you can still build confidence? So what do you do? I'm literally breaking down my framework for you. What do you do? You look at what you do not have, accept that you do not have it, but then shift your focus to what you have. So what do you have? Is there someone around you that is very good at cooking that you could invite over to taste your cooking and validate whether it's, you think, whether they mm -hmm. truthfully think that it's great or not? Do you have a restaurant here around you that does great? And you're like, you know what? I just need you to do me a favor. I wanted to, I wanted to do a cooking and I want you to taste it for me and just tell me how I'm doing. Do you have someone around you that, I mean, what do you have now? The, what we do not have is daddy's validation. And daddy's validation is very important to you. That means validation is important to you. Now, maybe because daddy is an expert or daddy is just utterly brutally mm -hmm. truthful. That's why you believe in his validation so much. So can you look for other personalities that can fit into the daddy personality and then ask them to truthfully just tell you what your cooking looks like. Then, if you can do that, if that is something you can do, you then zoom in on what you have. Sometimes, 
We do not build confidence because we have everything in place. What we do is that we find out what we have going on well and we zoom in on it. Mm. We feed on it. We let it consume us. We let it become this new self-conscious personality or the new self-conscious um, 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 memorial that we have. And then we begin to feed our confidence from it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So let me give you an example. If I was short and I just felt, come on, I need to be tall. I need to look great in order for people to listen to me as a speaker. And the truth is, I can't get myself to be taller. That's just who I am. And let's even assume that it has a way of just making people look like, mm-hmm, who is she? What does she have to say? Okay, so I don't have height as what to focus on to feed on my confidence. What do I have? Oh, maybe I've got a charming smile. And I've, I know how to speak beautifully well. So you know what they're going to do every time you need to speak? They're going to take your attention off your height and focus on your charming smile and your beautiful way of talking. When you focus on that enough, when you feed off it, you shade of it, you don't say, oh my God, I don't know how to speak because I, I have a, 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 a stature that is not nice. You tell yourself, oh my God, I'm a great speaker because I have a charming smile, because I, I speak very well. Then when you mount that stage, you take your mind off your height and you focus your consciousness on the fact that, oh my gosh, my smile is the most charming smile in this room. And my diction is the most amazing diction ever. And then you focus on that. Then you derive your feeling of confidence from it. We won't always have everything we want in order to carry out a task, but we can zoom in on the few things we know how to do very well or we have working for us. And feed of confidence is a feeling, is a perception, is a thought process that eventually affects how you carry out a task. So I don't care what that task is and I don't care whether you know how to do it very well or not. What I want to see you do is attack it confidently. And there must be something you have that you can feed your confidence on that can help you do that task confidently because the first time you do it, it may not come out as brilliant as you thought, but you did it confidently anyways. Then you're going to attack it again the second time. Then you're going to attack it again the third time. And maybe like the tenth time, you will now feel confident about the skill itself. But when you started off, you were not really confident about that skill, but there was something you were confident about. So sometimes, I mean, I'm in, I'm in a room where I'm having to negotiate and I know that the other people in that room have experience. I mean, maybe they have 20 years of experience and I have just five years of experience. Now I know when I'm trying to pitch in that room, I will not focus on my years of experience. I will look at something else that I have. So first of all, maybe they're all men and I'm a woman. I'm going to dress myself up like nothing else. Do you understand? Like, I'm going to look smoking <laughs> hot. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> do you get it? And I'm going to tell myself that if uh, you're the woman in this room, you're the one that's got the charm and the grace of a woman. Do you understand? Maybe I'm going to tell myself, if uh, you're the one that I prayed like two hours before you came for this presentation, so you've got, you've got God on your side. And I'm going to tell myself, I've got not, I do not have, when it comes to experience, I cannot compete with those guys. But maybe when it comes to presentation, I might be able to just knock them off. 
because I'm, I'm just good at it. Or maybe when it comes to presenting the people that I have worked with. So maybe they come and say, oh, I have 20 years of experience working with these. And I'm going to come up and say, you know what? I want to share the life journey of Vuyi, Matthew, and Sarah. And I'm going to show them how what I do transformed their lives. And because I'm a great speaker and I know how to do storytelling and I know how to bring my A-game to when I'm presenting, I'm going to put all of my derivation of confidence from that, not in my years of experience, because that is going to bring me down. So when you know this, you only always have to ask yourself, like God Amen. asked Moses, what have you got in your heart? Yeah. So when you can recognize what you've got in your hands, then you focus on it. Then you breathe on it. Then you look into it. Then you see how phenomenal that thing is. Then let that feed your confidence. Don't always forget that confidence in itself is a skill that has to do with how you feel about what you can do. Wow. So sometimes when I show up in a speaking, there was a speaking engagement I had, it was a conference. And I mean, there's this lady online that I myself look forward to mm -hmm. when it comes to sales and marketing online. And then she was coming for that particular conference. And I was the one to take sales and marketing topic, which was taking something <laughs> else. Oh my goodness, booyah, I was intimidated. I felt, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to say in this lady's presence? She's the queen of marketing and sales. And then after a while, I just kept brooding. And then I had to shout my friend. And then I had to go back and say, what have you got? You haven't got the, the, the aura and the fans and, you know, what she's got on social media. You know, the people, mm. I'm sure many people came to that conference because of her. But the first thing is that you landed right. that stage that's alongside right. her. That is a big deal. That's the first thing. Number two, you know what? You are phenomenal with creative presentation. So you're not going to come across as someone that's going to be giving a classroom lecture when it comes to sales and marketing. You're going to come out creatively in a way that nobody else has heard about sales and marketing before. That was exactly what I did. God just gave me the analogy of comparing sales, marketing, and branding to, to sex, wow. to love, to romance. A lot of people came up and were like, oh my goodness, ma'am, I've never understood sales and marketing like that ever before. I'm I do not maybe have all the book knowledge she has and the experiences mm -hmm. of working with other businesses, but I had the ability to creatively present whatever I want to present to people. Mm. And I just nailed that and let that make yeah. me feel confident enough to present that thing. And that's what I'm going to end with. If you do not attack or tackle a skill with confidence, your greatest fear will happen to you. You will actually mess it up. The problem is not that you couldn't have done better. Is that before you even attempted it, you already shortchanged yourself. So you did not yeah. even attack it with confidence. That is why we need confidence. My sister, you can be confident in something so little and somebody else will have times 10 of what you have and they will still not be confident because they're looking at the other things they do not have. Yeah, oh, and I am see, so upset, you know, because this clock, it seems like it has just really been running fast and furious, whereas when I still wanted you just to continue with this, because it is absolutely amazing. And really, I just feel like I've actually even 
had a coaching session right now on you know on this issue this exactly. is so, so incredibly amazing honestly because now you have just opened my my eyes and my mind to look at this thing you know from a completely different perspective and you know i i like the thing that you said that you know instead of just you know casting it out you know like we do when we're praying to befriend this self-consciousness and let mm-hmm. it teach me you know and then i trap it so instead of allowing mm-hmm. it to have power over me now i take over you know it and really just keep digging deeper because again exactly. this is the work that i do in mindset transformation you know because i'm a, I'm a mindset transformation coach and mm-hmm. one of the biggest questions that i'm always asking every time every time is why 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 you know and people sometimes you know get fed up but then they begin exactly. to realize that this just that three letter word why is actually the key to unlocking so much that is inside yep. of them that they actually not even thought about and you have given me so much to even begin to work on my own self you know in this particular area because goodness knows what all it is just going to open up you know for me and i am just so so grateful you know to you for doing that and before i let you go i know as as a woman of god i cannot let you go without even having to say something you know to us in terms of the issue of confidence even as stated in the bible you know i i i look at two particular scriptures hebrews hebrews 10:35 which says therefore do not cast away your confidence which has great reward yep. so confidence brings reward. us reward yep. but then that where is that confidence in some 118 verse 8 and 9 says it is better to trust in the lord than to put confidence in man it is better to trust in the lord than to put mm-hmm. confidence in princes so the confidence that i believe we have and we gain and we stand on and it, it really it's even proven by the example that you gave when you uh you know went to be a speaker on this particular subject that somebody else seemed to you know have it more you know than you did you went and looked inside of you you know to say what do i have just like you gave the example mm-hmm. you know of uh moses when god asked him and said what do you have and sometimes don't you think that we tend to undermine or underestimate the power of that which we have in our hands because we may think it is small and yet according to this verse in hebrews it says yeah. it has great reward So can I just ask you to close us out you know with that and also I would like for you to just give us you know yeah. how people can get you know in touch with you if people are interested you know in this uh, in your program in the curriculum you know that you have how can people reach out you know to you how people can be okay. involved you know in that and you know just close out the program that way for us please All right. So um I love what you just said. What I want to bring up from the scriptures you just read number 1 mm-hmm. is that it is your confidence that is rewarded. It is your confidence that is rewarded. So it's not just about doing things it's about doing them with confidence because it is that confidence that will be rewarded. So we cannot like the scripture says put away our confidence and that is what the devil and the world is 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 trying to get away from us. And Yes, we have to know that if you that Psalms also says that 
Um, do not put mm-hmm. your confidence mm-hmm. in man yeah. or in princes, right? It means that confidence is always put in something. It doesn't stand. It's not something that just happens. You have to root your confidence in something. And that is the something you need to always look for. And that is the something that for us as believers, yes. first of all, baseline is God. You know, so, I mean, if, if, if what your confidence is in is very fleeting, you're in trouble because <laughs> it's, it's going to mess you up eventually. All right. So you could, you could seem to start off doing it confidently, but when you see that that thing that you have rooted it in, it's also a lie mm-hmm. that it means that it's double trouble. We have to learn to put our confidence in what is eternal and what is true. Just like I said, is it a truth or is it a lie? But I want to just say, I think the most important step, which people do not know, that comes before confidence yes. is actually courage. Wow. So before you talk confidence, you have to learn to be courageous. Because it's courage that would even allow you in the first instance to face that giant. It's courage that would allow you when you have found out what your truth is to take the first step. So if you're not a woman or a man of courage, you are most likely not going to become a woman of confidence. And what precedes courage is clarity. What do I know that is my next step to take? So a lot of people are so far from confidence because they're not even clear. I mean, what just helped you take a deep, a, a one step closer to your confidence? Cookie, right yes. now is the clarity I brought to your table. So clarity links to your courage, which helps you begin to engage the confidence journey. So I just want to encourage everyone to not give up yet. You're just one. You're just light away from your confidence journey because when you get clarity, I mean, it's going to just help you move with courage and then you can engage the confidence journey. So um, for, if you want to reach me on my Instagram, my social media, I'm doing the on Instagram and all, but you could actually send me uh, uh, a message. Yes, on my, right is it ahead. okay to drop Everything. my WhatsApp number? All right. So that will be plus two, three, four, Seven zero six seven seven nine five nine eight four. Let me say that again. Close two three four seven zero six seven seven nine five nine eight four. For anyone that really, really would need help with the confidence journey, maybe there's really something that is eating you up, and you really, I mean, it doesn't have to take so long. Sometimes it may just be one clarity session would have, and then you're able to jump that. Oh my goodness! So this is what I need to do. Of course, if you need a step by step help. In going through that journey, we may take that, but actually sometimes it's just that first clarity that helps you move in the courageous direction of that confidence journey that you need. So thank you so much, Vui, for this opportunity. I celebrate women that are confidently engaging, impacting the world in their own way. I mean, you could have just stayed and say, you know what? I don't have a fancy podcast system, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But then you just zoomed in on what you have. And then now you are reaching out to me all the way in Nigeria. See what can happen when you just know that I've got this and I can be confident in that thing. Thank you so much for what you did. God bless you. Thank you for having me. And I, I think I'll so just grateful stop here. To you, God bless uh, you. Ife. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for presenting this in such a way that was 
not only just clear in how you spoke, because obviously, yes, you are a speaker that just comes across very well. However, the way that you just broke it down, and really, I always say to people, something has been made very clear when a 10-year-old can understand it. If I'm speaking on something and a 10-year-old cannot mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying, then there is a problem. Then it means I really need to look at myself. But what you have said, it has really even boosted me now, even with this work that I do, you know, with, with, with my podcast, you know, to not only mm -hmm. just keep doing it, you know, because sometimes I can get discouraged, I'll be very honest with you. But at the end of the day, it is something that I mm -hmm. am also very passionate about. And people who have listened to my podcast, who have listened to my work, have been very encouraging. And, you know, they have gotten a lot of value. And I know people who are going to listen to this particular podcast, they are really going to derive so much value, you know, from them. And I would encourage everyone to really connect with, to go and connect with Ifo on, on, on Facebook, on, on Instagram. She has a, a daily, you know, uh, uh, live. I think it's a daily live because I have seen it, you know, on Facebook, you know, where she is sharing, she is ministering. But please reach out to her. Ifa, God bless you. I just speak a word of blessing on your life. I speak a word of encouragement on your life. And I speak a word of courage for you to continue to do what you're doing because it really is impacting and having an impact in people's lives so that we really can be the fullest expression of who God has created us to be. Mm -hmm. And when our minds are set on the correct way of transformation, which is the work that I do, mindset transformation. Mm. And this is really what you've been talking about today. Because until we transform our minds, the scripture says, be transformed by the renewing of the mind. So you have really helped to renew my mm. mind. And I would want to really believe that even our audience's minds, by refocusing ourselves, even on this whole issue of, of confidence, and even just looking at, is what I am believing a truth or is it a lie? And once we are able to define that, then we know what mm. we are dealing with. And so I am so grateful to you. If I'm really, really so thankful that you were able to come onto this podcast. And I hope that those who have the opportunity to listen to it will really get something out of it, something tangible, something that they can actually implement straight away. But again, I would encourage everyone to reach out you know, to, to Ife because she does absolutely amazing work. So thank you so much, Ife, and take care and God bless you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, thank you, Chivui. All right.